This is Listen Up, Home Buyers, the only podcast offering home buying advice and tips from true buyer agents. And now, here's your host, Victoria Ray Henderson. Hello, and welcome to Listen Up, Home Buyers. I'm excited to chat with Rich Hardy. He is the broker and owner of Hardy Realty Group in Chicago, Illinois. Hello, Rich. Welcome. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing great, and I'm so glad to talk to you and excited to hear about the market in Chicago. I was doing a little research before we got on the phone, read that Chicago is the third largest metro area. What is it like to be doing, you know, be doing real estate in such a huge market? I think it's really been great um, in terms of, you know, I started out real estate when I was um, in my mid-40s, and I think it's been really exciting um, just seeing um, all the market activity that's in the city. Um, you know, we have the city and we also have the suburban area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I cover not only Chicago, but also the surrounding Lake County and Cook County areas as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge area. You're talking about mm-hmm. millions and millions of people, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I, yeah. yeah. Probably in excess of 4 million people. You know, in the Washington, D.C. area where, where I am, um, we have Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C., and we have Montgomery County and all into Baltimore. So, I mean, it, because we're, we cover such a vast area, when somebody asks me about market conditions, I kind of mm-hmm. laugh because it's completely different in Potomac, Maryland than what it's like to mm-hmm. buy in the district. And I'm sure it's kind of similar. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. market conditions really... I mean, there's so much that has to do with the condition of the property um, and and sellers' expectations for um, what they feel the property is, you know, what their expectation is of being able to sell the property and what the real uh, market conditions are. You make a really good point. I just had this conversation over the weekend with somebody who said, hey, do you think this townhouse is priced high? And I said, yeah. I do. When I when I ran comps, it was priced high. And they said, why do you think that is? A lot of times you have a seller who values that property and that listing agent is having a hard time convincing them that it's not <laughs> worth what they're thinking. Right, you know? right. you're, you're absolutely right. So many different facets in how that list price comes about. Right. I mean, there's, you know, the, the seller's motivations. I mean, are, are they trying to price it so that they've got money to pay for their, their, their son or daughter's education. If they're trying to, you know, pull money out of the house and they've got goals, financial goals, are they trying to save for retirement? Are they trying for the next home? Are, you know, what are their motivations? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you always hear that people are trying to test the market. And I think it's important to understand when you're, you're working with a seller, um, who priced the home? Was it like you just mentioned? Was it the agent that priced the home or was it the seller that priced the home? Because oftentimes those are in conflict with each other. That's right. And I always tell my buyers, um, like you, we only work for home buyers. I always say, you know, time will tell. Time Mm -hmm. is going to tell if it's priced right. We have our eye on a particular property. We wrote a contract on it, came in under what they wanted. Um, We're told that the seller was a little bit um, insulted. And that property has been on the market for two and a half months. Right. And so now, you know... I, you just wonder, what's that relationship like, you know, for the listing <laughs> and for the person right. on the house? But right. that's not our problem. But right. um, do people come to you and ask you the basic question, you know, how much does it cost to buy a house? How, how much am I going to have to save? How does it all break down? 
Yeah, I think it's important for them to, you know, to break it down into you have your down payment, you have your closing costs, and you also need, depending on the condition of the home, money in order to, you know, to maybe simply paint or uh, refinish hardwood floors, uh, remove and replace carpet, Mm -hmm. um, or perhaps do a more major renovation. So Mm -hmm. I think it really depends on uh, what your goals are in terms of the home that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it has to be broken down whether or not you're going to, um, put down 5%, you know, to 20%, uh, maybe even more, mm-hmm. and then being able to have those things to make sure that you're not squeezed once you close. Right. And when home. you, when you advise, you know, especially first time home buyers, um, what do you tell them about closing costs? Closing costs, um, generally range, I would say, um, at a minimum, Seven thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars. By the time you factor in the attorney, the inspection, um, title charges, generally say try and put somewhere around seven thousand dollars together to make sure. And so that's in addition to the down payment and, mm-hmm. of course, anything that you're saving for repairs. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And did I understand it correctly when I, I read a little bit about you? Do you come into this with a background in construction? We do. My background is thirty plus years of residential construction. So that's so, pretty handy for a home buyer. Yeah, it is. yeah. <laughs> no, it absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. I work with a lot of first-time home buyers, and because of that, I'm able to really work with them and educate um, them on the home and the condition of the home. Now, I always say it's okay to buy a home with old windows as long as you understand that the windows are old and they need to be replaced. Mm-hmm. Um, so, ideally, the homes that I'm trying to find for my buyers would be something where some of the major mechanical components have been addressed, you know, like the roof or the water heater furnace systems, not only the, the furnace located in, inside the home, but also the condenser on the outside. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's two separate components there. Right. So just replacing a furnace can be upwards of fifty-five dollars to $6,000. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, a water yeah. heater might be $1,500. So just really being able to educate the buyer as we're walking through, you know, something as simple as trees too close to the home. You know, there's a, there's a cost associated with making sure that, that the landscaping and everything around the home is, is in the right condition as well. That's right. The drainage. And, you know, it's Mm -hmm. funny. It's funny you'd mentioned trees. I just got off the phone with a guy that I'm meeting tomorrow at a house in Georgetown. There's a beautiful, huge heritage tree in the backyard. And all these big limbs are hanging all over the roof, the deck. And so I'm getting a bunch of estimates because you're absolutely right. That's a cost. In Washington, D.C., they are very strict about what you can do with trees. And if you do the trimming the wrong way or you cut down a tree without checking with the city, um, you could be fined a lot of money. Right. And, and that brings up another, right, you might have permit costs, which might be a couple hundred dollars. So it's really important that buyers understand all the costs that, that they're going to need to address once they close. Do you have this conversation with your rear buyers where you're walking through a house and suddenly Chip and Joanna Gaines comes up mm-hmm. in the conversation because <laughs> everybody loves them. I do too. And right. you just wish you wish you could hire Chip to come in and knock out the walls and do all the right. work and do his magic. You know, mm-hmm. they, they do make it look pretty easy. Right. Right. The, um, 
renovation as if the renovation is just going to happen that easy. And there's so much that needs to go into it. I often recommend to my clients that they wait at least a year before they undertake any major projects. Mm -hmm. Um, Just get to understand the home and understand how you're going to live in the home and, um, and, and to use the space, Mm -hmm. how you anticipate from that early walkthrough uh, may not be the same as how you feel about it a year later. When you're doing these walkthroughs, when you're when you're touring with your clients, what are some of the common things that you find yourself seeing and saying again and again? Really just looking at what I provide my clients is an opportunity to be an extra set of eyes because of my experience. Mm-hmm. So in terms of looking at like hardwood floors, let's say, um, making sure that you know, that they're, that they're in good condition. Um, you know, it's, let's say $3 a square foot to refinish the floors. Mm-hmm. So just having that conversation, um, mm-hmm. just kind of really, every time we're walking through a home, just reminding them about, um, and playing devil's advocate and making sure that they understand exactly what the condition of this home is. Yeah. You know, sure. They've always wanted to live in a certain part of town or the street is beautiful, but you know, at the end of the day, what's it going to cost to own this home and what's your financial outlay? So that's the conversation that we're having every time we walk through the front door. I bet. In the district, again and again, a common conversation we have is, can I knock this wall out? You know, sure. the, ga- the galley kitchen was it. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, that was they sequestered the, the woman to the kitchen. They even put doors on the, on right. the kitchen, you know, because don't want right. to see her doing her work yeah. while she's back there, you know. Absolutely. But, um, but now, of course, we don't live like that. You know, everybody wants that open kitchen. And a common thing that we have a discussion about is, can I knock this wall out? And can right. you tell me a little bit about what you tell clients when they ask that question? Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, I'm not an expert. I right. mean, I would have somebody come in, a structural engineer or a carpenter, perhaps. Good advice. Good um, advice. And we might end up using that as part of our inspection process. Um, if we're really going to go down that road and we really want to understand exactly what we can and can't do, um, I'll go ahead and reach out to different tradespeople maybe a carpenter, an electrician, a plumber, um, and, and, and ask that they come to the inspection. You know, there's a couple little ways to find out. You know, you go down and look at the beam line and see the, how, how the house is framed. Here in Chicago, oftentimes we have basements, so we're able to go downstairs and see uh, which walls might be load-bearing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, something that's important that people don't think about, you take out the wall, but there may not be hardwood floor. There's not going to be hardwood floors or flooring underneath that wall. Right. Um, there's, there's electric in that wall. Generally there may be a, a return or a heat duct that's in that wall. Right. It's not just about removing that wall, looking at the ceiling. Um, how does that ceiling tie into the rest of the home? So do you have to repaint the entire first floor, let's say, or um, are you able to work, you know, because of soffits and whatnot to make sure that your work is contained within a certain area. So um, it's those little things that make a difference. It's not as simple as just saying, let's, you know, let's take this wall out. Yeah, that's a um, really and, good and, point. And really, generally, you're able to take, you know, there's ways to re- resupport things. So you're sure. able to pretty much take any wall. As long as you put a supporting beam in. To yeah. some degree, right. Yeah. Um, but it's all these other items that, that people aren't thinking about. Yeah. Um, and then just trying to kind of come up with a solution that allows them to work within their budget and get the space that they need. 
So really, it comes down to evaluating properties. And mm-hmm. uh, when when buyers fall in love with something, kind of walking them through, yep, it's it's got that beautiful granite countertop. It's got this and that. But let's look at the bones. Exactly. The bones yeah. of the home. Yeah. Um, absolutely. The not so um, pretty I, stuff. You know, I'm always playing devil's advocate with Good. my clients. Yeah. And, and, and I tell them that it's not that I don't like the house or don't think that this is the right home for them. I'm making, I'm challenging them to make sure that they're thinking about everything Mm -hmm. so that they understand, you know, once they close, it's theirs. And I want to make sure that they know when they're sitting at the closing table, that they're as confident as possible, you know, you know, as they're supposed to be. I think it's important for people to understand going into this process, what their goals are and, you know, the idea that um, they may be in a home longer than they anticipate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they really need to have that conversation to make sure that they're buying the right property. We've lived through the crash or the downturn in the economy. And, you know, I think before that, especially like in the city where people, they might have bought a one-bedroom condo. Um, they were young. Um, they weren't married. Pretty soon they got married and the downturn in the economy came and they wanted to start a family. And there they were, they were stuck with a property that wasn't worth what it had been previously. And it it just, it turned into a financial nightmare for a lot of people unexpectedly. Um, They were just going about living their life. So I think it's important for people to just really know, you know, kind of what their goals are and plan things out a little bit further out. Mm -hmm. Um, so that they make sure that if there is another downturn in the economy, that they're able to weather the storm. Rich Hardy, broker and owner of Hardy Realty Group in Chicago. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. You've been listening to Listen Up, Home Buyers, the only podcast offering home buying advice and tips from true buyer agents.